Welcome to another episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. We're your hosts, Dan and Andy. We're on season three, Andy, episode number 14. Today is February 15th, 2022. How are you? I am good. Yourself? Good. How do you like the Super Bowl? You know, until the last two minutes, I was looking like a genius on the score prediction and everything. And then the refs want to start blowing the whistle. So, well, what, did you finish? Finish, what did you finish for win loss record in the postseason? For uh, 10 and 3. 10 and 3. And I was right at 500 or less. Not, not too good. Uh, not too. Yeah, but that was a good game. It stayed close. Uh, yep. They won it at the end. And you'll get into more of that, I'm sure, in the segment. Two things I noted or I heard and we po- I posted on the social media site is uh, one poor bugger proposed to his girlfriend on the field afterwards. I saw that. And like I said, what if he lost? What was plan B? When do you propose that if you lost the game? He probably had another backup plan. He yeah, wasn't going to do it like maybe a week later or something. You know, if they lost How you do and they won, it's, it looks like a genius. And then the one guy had to leave early. His, his wife had to go into labor, you know. So that had to be a great five-hour period for him, you know. Oh yes, Super Bowl, child born, you know. But it was a good. It was a good game. It was. We could have had several MVPs. I, I heard. It was a stand. I heard. I just read it like before we came on. It was uh Cooper Cup this year was uh got the receiving triple crown, uh season MVP and world and Super Bowl MVP. Oh, the only other person. He was was he all pro? He wasn't MVP for the season, but he was the all pro receiver, offensive rookie of the year, or offensive player of the year, or something like that. Okay, he had some kind of award, offensive player of the year, uh, triple crown for receiving, and Super Bowl MVP. He did it all in one season, all in one. Only one other guy's done all three in his career. I saw the Jerry stat. Rice. Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice did it over the course of his career, but Cooper did it all in one season. Now, it, it's Cooper Cup. They always mention both names when you talk about him. It's Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. You know, and we know his stats. His stats were good for the for the Super Bowl. But keep in mind, he had four catches on that final drive, two touchdowns in the game. But he also had the touchdown that got called back on a flag. He had three touchdowns. Right. And, and the one that was that, called back was possibly more impressive than the others. That was a fourth down play, I believe. Not bad for an FCS guy, huh? Eastern FCS. Washington. Um, hell of a game. Stafford oh. looks like a genius now. I wonder if he can get rid of that. Not that I'm one to talk, but Cooper can get rid of that. Cooper Cub get rid of that cheesy Amish looking beard now. He's got an Amish looking beard. I like it. He looks like a 12 year old with a fake Abe Lincoln beard on, like he was in the president's play at school and he's got a beard on. But. That guy is good. But boy, Aaron Donald, uh, the final two tackles of that game. Oh, yeah. And they had the ball. He could have been named MVP, which you also had. I had him pick. He was second MVP, yep. If it wasn't for the last two minutes, I was a genius. And Stafford had 280 yards passing and three touchdowns, but two interceptions. Yeah. But look at his career. That's Matt Stafford. And now that he's got the ring, people are going, well, Jesus, Matt Stafford, you know, Hall of Fame eligible now. (laughs) If you don't look at wins and losses – He's top five in yards, top five in, you know, top 10 in this, da, 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 da. But now he's got a ring. And now he's Hall of Fame eligible. Yeah, you know. You know, the other, the thing we've used this in a trivia question before, and I'll get to the new one, but 
Never, ever has a team that hosted the Super Bowl had their own team play in the Super Bowl and win it. Now, we've had it two years back to back. And technically, the Rams were the visiting team in that game. They were. The Rams won the game as the visitors in their own home field, and the Buccaneers won it last year when the Super Bowl was held in Tampa. So now we get two years in a row after 50 years of nothing. But it's Arizona next year, so I think we'll stop it too. Nice. All right, I got a trivia question. We'll get a question for today. Yes, sports. It's it's now that the Super Bowl's done, Andy. Focus on baseball. That's the right. trivia question. We're going to get into baseball mode here. Only one person ever, in Major League history, has hit fifty home runs and recorded fifty doubles in one same season. Fifty plus homers and fifty plus doubles. And you name this athlete. Only one person has ever done it. Okay, I have two guesses, but I'll wait till we get to the answer part there. All right, go ahead with your sports stuff. And um, you got me on share screen there, sir. Let's do that. Let's make yeah. sure it's not. I, I failed. Oh. Studio sound guy didn't, didn't do his Trevor? Stuff. Is it Trevor? Trevor's not in today. It's, it's oh, that's why. Yeah, Jacob. see, Trevor's not there. All right, now see if it works. Now we can try it. All right. Now we'll get into business here. All right, here we go. That little square. We had started everybody's favorite segment of the show, the soapbox. Right off the bat, huh? Right. We're hitting it hard and heavy. Who was this clown in the socks and sandals during the Super Bowl? I saw Um, that. Okay, a few things I got on this. A, why the rest of the team didn't grab and beat his right there on the ground because that's wrong. Two, I noticed after the game, he was still sitting on the bench. If I was the coach, he'd been packed and gone. And three, again, why didn't someone beat him up for getting on the field and doing that? Yes, it was a 10-yard penalty. Life goes on. Didn't affect the game. It's principle. No one stopped him on the way out there. This is where these end zone celebration dances have just gone. As much as I like them, really? I well, get you caught up in the moment, but well, you're too yeah. injured to play. Um, I forgot his name. He was an injured player. That's why he wasn't dressed. So it's like it was the towel boy out there or something. But you're too injured to play when you go out there and dance around? It's like when your six-year-old is too sick to go to school but wants to play video games all day. I think that I think he knew it was the Super Bowl and it's going to be all over camera, video, yep. TV. It's 15 minutes of fame there. And a little claim, claim to fame. I've never seen a non-dressed player in uniform contribute, yeah. especially wearing socks and sandals. White yeah, socks. Okay. That's the crime right there, socks and sandals, A. But being the court, penalty. The bench afterwards. That is goofy. It's a good topic for soapbox, though. Yeah, just so many things were wrong with this. And, you know, I'm glad it was in the first quarter done with. It wasn't like second half where it could be a momentum killer or something. But still, if there was a practice the next day or at their next practice, I bet you I know who's running a lot of laps. (laughs) All right, back down to earth there, boys. No girls hockey. I did a special bit yesterday, um, audio only on our – Spotify or uh, 
Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts on girls hockey for the section updates yesterday. Here we're getting the seasons for boys hockey. Two-way standings as of the ninth. You got Creighton Durham Hall at one. Benilde and Hill Murray switched uh, flip-flop two and three. Uh, the rest of the top ten is pretty much the same. Grand Rapids comes up to eight. So there's your boys 2A, boys 1A. Hermantown War Road, Montemedi, Down 04, blah, 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 blah. Same group of characters are. Girls basketball. Got a few changes here. Now, these are as of February 2nd. Uh, Hopkins, Tonka, and Chaska, your top three. Uh, Tonka and Chaska switching spots there. And 3A is Becker, Academy of Holy Angels, and Como Park, 2, 3, and 4 previously. Now 1, 2, 3. And for the listeners, Andy, that yeah. Minnetonka and Chaska are in the same section. Yes. And so I've gone to one of those games a couple of years ago, and, and they always have to face each other in the semifinal or the final in this in the section. Only one yep. can go to state, and it's 2, 3 in the entire state. One of them is going to be watching the state. From the and Hopkins Hopkins and Minnetonka, the old Lake Blue Conference back in the day. So they're rivals right there, too. So yep. uh, 2A, uh, Minnehaha, Good Hue, and Holy Family. If you notice in uh, 1A, Mayor Lutheran isn't in the top three anymore. They had they suffered a couple losses back-to-back last week. So they've dropped, I believe, by six or seven. But that don't mean nothing. Sexual playoffs will come out. They still got Mountain Iron at the end of the year. Not worried about him. Boys basketball. Uh, 4A is Park Center, Shakopee, and East Ridge. And then 2A, again, not much change. Totino, Columbia Heights, and South St. Paul. 2A, a little uh, swap around there. Uh, Caledonia and Minneapolis North swap one and two. And then Moore's area is three. Some one, two, three, and one A. Hayfield, Cass Lake, and Martin County West. Could talk some gopher sports. Let's start with the hockey. The men uh, swept at Ohio State. They did the sweeping last weekend. Coming up at Penn State, then they finish the season at home. The border battle, as we like to call it, against the Cheddars. So gophers looking good there. Uh, they're there in the standings in the Big Ten standings. Seven teams in the Big Ten. Notre Dame's one of them. Gophers are second right now behind Michigan. Michigan's a tough squad this year. That's going to be fun playoffs when that starts. And here are the national rankings. Minnesota State, or Mankato to us old school folk, number one. Michigan two, Denver three, and the Gophers are at five, moving up from seven to five, by the way. Lady Gophers. Swept St. Cloud in a home-and-home, and then they got home-and-home with the Tommies. They're uh, 24-71, the Lady Gophers are right now, so they'll be uh, looking good. No offense, I'm looking at a big sweep of the Tommies there. So Here we are in the WCHA. Gophers 1, Ohio State 2, Wisconsin, etc. Just a little side note there, you see Bemidji State at 6. They split with Ohio State last weekend, so... Mm. A little chink in the armor. Two-game series. Bemidji State goalie, blank her name, I'm sorry. She got player of the week because in the two games, she had 99 saves. Wow. And here's the Division I women's poll, Minnesota, Ohio State, Wisconsin, the top three. 
Ah, baseball. Gophers will be playing baseball. They start out there four at the Atlantic, Florida Atlantic coming up here, starting Friday. Now, yeah, cut out there, Andy. Nope. There you go. Um, Florida Athletic University. So check those out. You catch some gopher games Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. The Cambria College Classic at the bank. Kansas University, Michigan State, Gophs, Notre Dame, West Virginia, March 4th, 5th, and 6th. Now, if you go to the U.S. Bank right now on their website, all of March is booked up for baseball games. So they didn't have any ticket price or information as of an hour ago when I looked. I'm pretty sure it can't be a lot. But if you're itching for some baseball and you don't mind echoing because there won't be many people there. Now, Andy, how many years have they been doing this? They're trying to prop this up as kind of a feature. Well, they used to have like the Hormel Classic at the Dome. Okay. There wasn't some kind of sponsorship classic, as long as I can remember. I know, like I said, that they did back at the Dome, and they've had – the bank's been around for now, five years? Yeah. Um, they've, they always draw some good teams as well, and uh, yep. this is fun. Yep. They got you know, some conference teams with other teams, you know, West Virginia and KU. So, Bemidji Hockey, like I said, they split with Ohio State, and they finish up with Minnesota State at Mankato this weekend. Mm. 11 and 16 on the year for the leading Eves. So I think we'll just go through the playoffs and uh, call it a rebuilding year for next. The guys, they got number one, Minnesota State, then they finish off at St. Thomas. So we'll say two and two to end the year for the boys. They're around 500, so we'll see. Better away than road. That's not a good sign. Hmm. Here's a conference standings. I said Mavericks one, Michigan Tech two, Beavs three. And now NHL. The Western Division, the Central, you have the Wild in second place. They still got come on to hockey to go, so we're not worried about being out of it or getting a losing a spot. But we're second in the in the central. Let's top somebody from the West. We're still second overall in the West. And we're looking good, I think. I'm feeling comfortable we'll be top eight still. Obviously, we're not going to crash and burn. Vegas is still up there. And this is causing a problem for our friends, the Kraken. And we'll get to that later. <laughs> Here is uh, the wild schedule for the rest of the week. Not a today. And now you look at that schedule next week. Edmonton, Ottawa, Toronto, Calgary. Now, I don't know about you, but geography for me, especially my Canadian geography. It was quite some time ago. So here we go. Calgary, Ottawa, Toronto. So they're bouncing back and forth. They're not just playing a bunch of teams. You know, Jose Edwards, Edmonton, Ottawa, Toronto, Calgary. So, yeah. Edmonton, then down here to Ottawa and Toronto on the other coast, which are down by New York. Edmonton is north and Calgary, just north of you know, the Idaho-Montana border. So for those of you just listening, just kind of go from Idaho to the tip of Idaho over to New York for a couple of days. I'm back again. 
So that's quite the trip. Wow. Quite the trip for the, uh, the local boys. As the Arizona Coyotes and Arizona State University have announced an agreement, they're going to share an arena. Now, there's been some issues with Arizona, the uh, Coyotes getting a stadium and arena and everything else. And if they're trying to boost the college hockey down there and you're going to share an arena with the pro team, that's going to be a good facility. So let's look for, not for the teams to turn around, but having a good complex of fun to go down to. I know I think the Beavs have been down there for uh, Arizona. I know the Gulfs go down there. So plenty of trip next year for hockey. Nice. Speaking of the Kraken, like I said, Kraken are not happy right now. The fans are all frustrated because, well, Vancouver or Vegas's first year, they won it all, and then they were, they've been good ever since. Well, like we've said since it started, that Vegas team was lightning in a bottle. That does not happen for expansion teams. People I've talked to, friends of the show who are out in the Seattle area who are in the know, who know hockey, who aren't just like, hey, I like hockey, but they know hockey. Say this team's just a half step away. Because usually with the expansion team, you're getting the guys who are on the third line, now they're your first line. You know, the third string goalie is now your main goalie. So give these guys a year under their belt. Not saying playoffs next year, but they can make noise next year. So Hmm. hang tight, cracking. Hang tight, crackheads. Crackheads. All right, I got a few baseball notes here. Not going to get too much into the whole strike stuff because I don't want to start crying. Although they have agreed on the universal DH, shall we never forget Bartolo's home run? Yes. Best. That was the best moment ever. We shall never forget. Bo Bichette's dad has resigned as an advisor to the Blue Jays organization so he'd be able to work with his son during the lockout. So that's the whole thing. Like we said, I think about a month ago on the show, there's two guys that are brothers, but they're on different teams. They technically can't talk and go play catch because of the lockout. So what Dante Bichette did said, you know what? Fine, I won't work anymore. Pretty sure he's made enough money. His kids make enough money, and I'm sure he's paying his dad, quote, unquote, to be his advisor, you know. And when the strike's all over, Dante Bichette will have a job again with the Blue Jays. I'm pretty sure of it. Released today, Matt Harvey admits to doing drugs when he's with the Mets. That explains a lot. The reason this comes up is, uh, this is off SNY's site, just kind of going into the Tyler Skaggs' death from a few years ago when he was with the Angels. This is an excerpt from the article. Harvey said during testimony that he was a partier telling the prosecution that he asked cocaine was his drug of choice when partying. And he continued to use cocaine after signing with the Angels in 2019, season while arriving in California. In addition to his use of cocaine and oxycodone, Harvey said that Percocet pills had got Percocet pills at the beginning of 2019 season. And they'd share them with Skaggs after Skaggs had asked him if he had any Percocet or oxycodone. Harvey explained that Skaggs asked him for some pills, quote, a couple of road trips during the 2019 season, which include one instance where Skaggs said he wanted oxycodone in order to feel loosey-goosey before one of the starts. So... With Harvey admitting this, that he did drugs with the Mets and drugs here, 
I don't know if this is going to open a can of worms to Mets players, other Mets players doing drugs. No one died, so probably not. Because they're concentrating on this issue here. But you never know. We'll see anyone who's ever had Matt Harvey. Matt Harvey had a cup of coffee with Kansas City for a while. Maybe they'll start looking at players there. Who knows? But this is the you know, tragic story. I'd like to find an end to it so this family can go on with their lives. But Matt Harvey, 2015, all you had to do, Terry Collins, was one pitch in the ninth inning. Obviously, he was whacked out on coke. He didn't care if his arm fell off. I didn't care either. I wanted a championship. NASCAR. Okay, there is the LA Coliseum when they had their little track race. Okay. The track around those five stadiums is the Daytona 500. That's nice. how they I like it. Football stadium. That's awesome. Just for a little comparison shot for you guys there. And no, I hacked this off on our site. I'm not that good on doing this stuff. <laughs> That's how big Daytona is. It's, it's five football stadiums, not football fields, football stadiums. So it's for a little comparison as you're watching this weekend. They do have Thursday and Friday, or Thursday, two shots of the Blue Green Vacations, dual one and two. Then they did Daytona 500 on Sunday. Blue Green Vacations is just the sponsor. This show does not recognize them as a good deal. But they got the duel. They're, they're fun to watch. If you want to get in the NASCAR or two or 60 mile or 60 lap races, 150 miles. If you saw the race a couple weeks ago in California, tempers still flare at these things. So if you want to see some cars scuffing, trading paint, guys swearing on TV and them not having the five second delay on, this could be your chance. FS1, if you get it, it's a place to go. But Daytona, of course, Sunday the 20th, 1.30 Eastern. I do not know the details yet, but it's always good to watch. Great thing I love about NASCAR is they get a decent name all the time to sing the national anthem. Most of the time you get a flyover. And here's one thing you'll see in a NASCAR race all the time, and they still televise it, which I think is great. Surprised they haven't yet. You will hear the prayer, and you will hear the national anthem, and you will not see anyone on a knee. I don't know how many of you saw this post on social media over the weekend from the Simpsons about the Simpsons calling the Bengals victory. There's always been the thing about how the Simpsons have called certain things in history. We hear how they called Cincinnati winning the Super Bowl. I shared this post on our Facebook page. Yes, I saw that. Two days later, I got this on our Facebook page. <laughs> Fact checked us, Dan. We've made it. That means we've made it big now. Oh my God! I did they not see that. Checked us. Did the Bengals really win the Super Bowl? Oh my God! Are you kidding me? That's as political as I'm going to get for the day. But oh, that's awesome. and probably the fact we have fact checked, Dan. So we're making it. We're, that's we're that's partly false. It says yes, partially, partially false. All right, concerts. Don't forget, if you catch Mike down at the Ridgemont Arcade, he will get you your tickets. Mike's a little tough one to give uh, refunds on COVID cancellations, so be on his good side. Rocktember Music Festival, coming up, rocktember.net. September 9th, Jackal is the opening act. Stephen Piercy, Quiet Riot, Leather Wolf, Madame X, and Stormbreaker. The next night, Cinderella's Tom Kiefer. 
Followed by Winger, Tony Harrell, Ron Kielband, the Lillian Axe, Lilac, Killer Dwarfs, the Killer Dwarfs, Dan, and Burning Witches. Now, Ron, Ron Kielband, nice. Ron Keel, here's one thing. Old school. Ron Keel did some country albums for a while. Did he? Yes. Which we brought up on a new show we have coming out in a couple weeks, starting in March. A new show I'm going to have once a week called In Other Bands. And he will be a focus on one of those. You know, I might do an album review of Keel. Yes. In the future. I he went by like Ronnie James Keel or he went by Ronnie Keel or something for his country stuff, but same guy. Wow. Saturday, March 5th at Excelsior Brewing will be Heartless. Our friends Heartless, we've seen them before. We've talked about them before. So catch them there September 5th, or September, Saturday, March 5th. Yeah, we're going to go to that. That should be a great show. Yes. My old stomping grounds of Excelsior. So I might see people there I know. Oh, God. West Highway will be at Raleigh's and Sauk Rapids. Now that's July 10th. Time flies, though. Mark your calendars now. Clear the weekend, Sunday, July 10th, 6 p.m., West Highway. And this is off the Jump Van Halen Tribute Band site uh, last week on February 5th. Uh, basically, I'll paraphrase here. You can find them on their Facebook. We reposted it. Those of you watching on YouTube can read along. They've redone the band, it looks like, a little bit. They're all set. They're going to do Twin Cities region areas. They have one guy does David Lee Roth. Another one does Sammy Hagar. Guy does Alex. Someone else is Michael Anthony, and someone else is Eddie. I've never seen them, so I don't know how in costume they get. Like a hairball type thing, but I don't know. I would like to see that. That would be fun. I like to have two different guys for the lead vocal. Yeah. Whoever did David Lee Roth, one guy sings his. So that's kind of cool. They don't have one guy trying to pull both off. I respect that. I like it. Like that. Um, There's their logo. If you see them, they look for that. Uh, One thing we want to mention here, if you look, Michael Anthony bass guitarist Greg Norton. Friend of the show. He's also in Heartless. So... If you see both bands, you go, hey, that bass player looks familiar. It's him. Yeah, he's been around. He's a good guy. Good guy. People. Can't be half bad. He likes us. All right. That's what I got, sir. Um, Like I said, getting back to that Super Bowl thing, maybe I'm just old. And those coaches were young. But. I'd love to know what Andy Reid would have done to that guy or, you know, Mike Tomlin would have done to that guy if he ran out on the field in his socks and sandals like that. I certainly think Tomlin would have got like a grab and got out there and grabbed him by the back of his neck and pulled him off. I'm sure it would have been interesting to see if someone was mic'd up on that sideline to see what they did. Uh, you know, what What are you doing? What, what are you, you – are you, What are gives, you bro? Bro, what gives? Yeah. I mean – Just – it's so bizarre. And, and his, his mom and his family at home are going, oh, God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's probably what they were doing. <laughs> they weren't proud that that was their son. They're like, oh, dear. <laughs> oh, well. Well, I've got a trivia question. Spring training should have started today. Pitchers and catchers should have reported today. 
Yes. Today was, was the day. Okay. Okay. Yep. Some yesterday, but I know the Mets were supposed to report today. Now football season's done officially, but we're going to yes. be covering here in a couple of weeks, a little USFL action as things get revved up, ready to go. But I do have a trivia question answered. Answer, Andy. Okay. Here's, here's the top yes. of the show. Repeat the question, please. I'll repeat the question at the top of the show. <clears throat> Major League Baseball, there's only been one player ever in the same season to hit over 50 home runs and hit over 50 doubles in the same season. Name that player. I could Sammy give a hint. Sosa. Sammy Sosa. No, but good guess. That would have been in, what, uh, 97? 97, 98, 99, that area, yeah. It's, uh, I can only give one hint. It's in that decade. So Barry Bonds? No. 50 doubles. Boy, that's tough. These guys are hitting 70 home runs that one season. 50 well, stuff to do, Brady but... Anderson hit 50. Yes, Brady Anderson for the Orioles, 50 home runs, but never 50 doubles. At the well, same who had the, the wheels to do it. Yeah. Good answer, though. He was – I liked his sideburn. Yeah. yeah. yeah the... Here's the answer. 1995 yes. it took place, a member of the Cleveland Indians, Albert Bell. Oh, wow. The only man in Major League Baseball history ever to hit 50 homers and 50 doubles in the same season. My next guess would have been Griffey Jr., but, wow, Albert Bell, would, I could have been here all day and never got that one. Yeah, that's uh, – he was – that guy was – that guy was good. Um, now, for sports, just to wrap up on sports, I'm going to be in attendance uh, Friday – at the high school wrestling sectionals in Edina, uh, the top two, two of the top five ranked schools in class 3A are going to be going, uh, facing off their Shakopee and Laconia Wildcats. Uh, if they meet in the finals or semifinals, however it goes, uh, that'll be two top 10, two top five teams in the state of Minnesota for class 3A. That will be hosted in Edina. That should be a good match. I want to see that on, uh, on Friday. Saturday, a very good tournament in Class 2A. It's going to be held in Watertown, Mayor. I've heard of that. So, that high school on Saturday, 3 o'clock, the preliminary semifinal rounds, 5 o'clock, the finals. New Prague is ranked 6th in the state for Class 2A. Watertown's ranked 7th in the state. And I think Scott West is ranked 10th or also mentioned in the state. Those three are all in the same section. Two of those teams are going to be going home after Saturday. So I'm going to try to get to that event, too, after our Ham's Beer Fest on Saturday. We could stop right here at the Shadow Studio for some lunch and head on over there? We could. Uh, we could. It's, it's, I want to watch that match. It's going to be very good. So I'm going to be providing some updates on both of those wrestling. But, you're, but like you said in your other uh, segment, girls sectional hockey is in the, mid, in the, in the swing of things right now. Yeah, it's going to be getting very interesting the next couple of weeks as, uh, as March Madness rolls around. I got an album of the week here to discuss. Yes, what what album do we have this week, young man? Well, the album of the week is Faster Pussycat. Ah, the album I'm reviewing is their debut their debut album, Faster Pussycat. Um, first album by the by the band of the same name. The album reached number 97 on the Billboard 200 chart. 
Um, the band performed two songs in the film, The Decline of Western Civilization Part Two. One song was Cat House, one was Bathroom Wall. But they were in that Decline of Western Civilization Part Two, The Metal Years, and they were interviewed uh, as well. And that is that is pretty good. If you ever get a chance to see that, I just posted that this last week on our Facebook page. A must see for all heavy metal uh, music fans. Oh, it, it, it's some very good history of the LA scene in those days. Um, Faster Pussycat's been around for a while. They kind of just got in the mix when all this was taking off. And this was 1987, this was released. And here is the, the personnel. Tammy Down, lead vocals. Greg Steele on guitar. Brent Muscat, great name on guitar. Eric Stacy on bass. Drummer, Mark Michaels. Now, in 2005, Faster Pussycat was ranked number 498 in Hard Rock Hard Magazine's book of the top 500 greatest rock and metal albums of all time. Now, that's not that much of a compliment. You know, it's a top 500. They, yeah. they edge in there at 498. Um, I have never bought any of their albums. Uh, I've listened to them. They were kind of part of the scene. They had some good stuff, but, uh, you know, they were not. Pastor Pussycat was not a, a what I would call a, a heavy metal they were more about the girls, the parties, the music videos. The glam. They're, they're more of the glam. They were in that scene in L.A. When the, when the glam came in. But the part about them that I like is the name and the origin of the name. Master Pussycat was taken off a, off, a Russ, off, a, off a Russ Meyer film called Faster Pussycat Kill Kill. He made that oh. in the 70s. And they, they liked... It was some corny, uh, the, the, the Russ Meyer films in the seventies were known because he, he made very campy movies that he produced that always involved large breasted women. All the Russ Meyer films had that. And so of course, faster pussycat likes that kind of genre, right? They're going to be proud to sign up to say that they like that. Yeah. Uh, Russ, Russ Meyer is in Hollywood. They take the name Faster Pussycat based on one of his movies. And guess who directed one of the videos? The music Russ video. Meyer. Russ Meyer. <laughs> so they brought him on to involve him in some music videos. That was the part I couldn't wait to really release here on the show. I did not know that. And here is the track listing for their debut album. Song one, Don't Change That Song. That is the music video that Russ Meyer directed. You'll know why if you watch the video why he's involved the next one <laughs> too is bathroom wall it's the lyrics involved where i got your number from a bathroom wall this is just it's just i don't want to say young and immature but very sophomoric humor but, say, but very good booger humor type song it's 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 kind of beavis and butthead junior yeah. high humor song three is no room for emotion song four is cat house now cat house is a real place that they created. They created this bar in LA on the strip called the Cat House. So they can, uh, they, they created their own bar so they can play live music whenever they wanted to. They didn't have to worry about the volume and then they could get free drinks at the bar whenever they wanted. So very genius. So they made a song called Cat House. That's another one that's, that's, that was in heavy rotation back in the day. Song five is Babylon. Song six is Smash Alley. Song seven is Shooting You Down. Song eight, City Has No Heart. 
Song nine, ship rolls in. Song 10, bottle in front of me. So it's a band where they talk about women, drugs, fast cars, wine, women, and song kind of a, you'll get, you'll get the image uh, watching yeah. some of these guys. Um, but unlike most of the rest of their music, this album is generally seen as being just pure glam metal album without later blues and industrial influences that they would take in later on. They got into more of some blues and, and um, whatnot. The album's 36 minutes, 13 seconds long, released by Elektra. It's considered glam metal, released July 7th, 1987. But a uh, heavy influence of these guys was Mr. Russ Meyer. So yeah. that's what I've got for album of the week. You know, I've only listened to the album once or twice, I think, ever. They're in that movie, Western uh, Decline of Western Civilization Part 2. They were heavily in that L.A. scene. But yeah, you hear the name a lot and hear the, the bands from L.A. It's like, oh, there's this, da 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 and Fester Puskat. You know, the they had, yeah, they had, they had fun. They had, they had their fun. Um, they were a fun-loving out there. Uh, their songs all revolved about drinking and women and whatnot. But that's the album of this week that I've got is Faster Pussycat, 1987. Yeah, not, not a bad one. Something nice to in the car, from what I recall. Of it, you know, when I was younger, when I was two, I was like, hey, listen easy listening. Yes, but uh, but not nothing. Exactly I... Album you get from Grandma. Yes, yes. No, no. The answer would be no for that. But, like I said, we got wrestling coming up. We've got the 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 college baseball classic at the U.S. Bank Stadium would be very, very interesting too to really see how hard, they do yeah. with those six teams coming in, and we'll be talking about more about that next week. Uh, sectionals for high school and also USFL coming up. It's all be close. Be close, that's close. All, that's all I've got for this week, Andy. That's all I got. We will see you. Uh, we'll talk Friday night to set up plans for Saturday. For the Hams Beer Fest and for the wrestling here in town. Hams Beer Fest is going to take place at the Medina Entertainment Center on Saturday. They sell vintage old school beer sign, beer memorabilia. Hams yep. is the one hosting it. Yep. But uh, if you're into collectibles and whatnot, big, big display. Huge. And other stuff besides Hams Beer stuff. If you got Schmidt beer, other beers there, local beers, national. Caps, Old Milwaukee, yep. Schmidt. It's a lot of uh, Strohs. Yep. Yeah. Old school stuff. Uh, if you're looking to supplement uh, your collection, your man cave, or your bar, a lot of goodies there. No craft beer stuff. Yes. All old school stuff. So don't look for old the new school. age stuff. That's all old school beer stuff. It's pretty, it's pretty fun. All right. Have a good week, everyone. All right. See ya.